but this is also true that products can be labeled organic in the skincare industry, the health and beauty industry. And it means absolutely nothing, right? There's no, like there's, they can really label whatever they want, all natural, organic, whatever they want to put on the label. And it's just meaningless. So I tell people, ignore the front label. (laughs) Got to just turn it over and look at ingredients because that's the only way you're going to know. The takeaway in this cynical little rant I'm going on is that when you're living in the United States, the bottom line is your government isn't going to do this for you. You have to take greater responsibility for your health care. Period. That's all it means. There are bills. There are federal bills that have been waiting for votes for years to start to ban chemicals that we know are unsafe. We have over 85,000 chemicals approved for use in our personal care and, and household products in this country. Less than 200 have been tested for safety. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Hi, I'm Carly Hartwig. I am a new mom. I had my daughter at home back in April and my full-time gig is I work in a school uh, for students with special needs. I'm a behavior analyst, but my part-time gig is that um, I am a fertility awareness educator who will be certified in the very near future um, and also as a holistic reproductive health practitioner. And I have a huge passion for helping especially women um, see that it's easy and and not as difficult as they think it is to start to clean up their personal care products and and live a more kind of holistic minded lifestyle. So you have a fabulous Instagram page called Oh thank you. Clean Living with Carly. Yes, Clean Living with Carly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little catchy, but <laughs> no, it's cute. And it's very helpful. Uh, oh, and you. people need to know about this. So can you just begin by telling us what prompted you to get so excited and passionate about um, endocrine endocrine health and what toxic living means? Well, as most people who are in this place, it started with my own health journey, honestly. Um, It's been over a decade now. Um, So I was in my 20s and I was feeling not right. I knew that something was off. Um, I was on hormonal birth control at the time, but like just something was going on with my body. And um, unfortunately, my primary care physician um, doubted that <laughs> she ran a few tests and everything was fine. You know, she looked at TSH and not my full thyroid because I was really convinced there was something going on with my thyroid health. And I, I was just continued to be gaslighted and, um, no one was believing me. So I sought out a second opinion from a functional medicine practitioner and she completely changed my life. Um, we did really thorough testing and it turned out that I had a pretty insane hormone imbalance. So I was in my mid twenties and I had the hormone imbalance of a postmenopausal woman, which was pretty scary because, you know, I'm young, but I'm thinking like, well, someday I might want kids. Like, what does this even mean? Um, I had hypothyroidism and I was dealing with heavy metal toxicity, which I never really even heard of. So I started working with her and she opened my eyes to the fact that not only what I eat is affecting me, but the things that I put in my body are affecting my health. And I had no idea up until that point. 
You're talking skincare products, mm-hmm. makeup. Absolutely. Even like my cleaning products, my candles, things like that. So I kind of started doing a deep dive. Um, and my personality is such where when I find something out, I want to research it as much as I can and just learn everything. Um, so I kind of started doing a deep dive. And the things that I learned about, you know, our our FDA regulations here in the US or maybe like lack thereof, um, and the way that chemicals can get absorbed into our body. Um, and mess with our hormones and do crazy things. Uh, it, it was one of those things where I couldn't unlearn what I learned. And then it just became this huge passion project. And then a couple of years ago, when my school closed down um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a lot of time on my hands and I was like, okay, I'm going to start sharing this with people because they need to know, like we're focused on our health right now. So let's talk about it. So let's start with the regulations and the FDA. Let's let's start by informing people about that. I remember when I was very young, how FDA approved was meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, oh, pff, you know, yeah, it's, same. it's all politics. It's so many, there's so many deeply unethical things got going on. Mm-hmm. And even as far as their approvals are, their standards are so low or non-existent. Uh, What does it even mean? I mean, when you buy a a totally safe natural product and it said, this has not been um, reviewed by the FDA, I'm like, Mm -hmm. bring it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm on it. I'll buy it. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we can't just walk into Target or CVS or even Whole Foods mm -hmm. and just grab something off the shelf Mm -hmm. that it's safe. I mean, absolutely. How many of us have just gone in the store to grab a product? some sunscreen for our, Mm -hmm. and we just assume that because it's for infants, it's going to be safe. Right. Absolutely. Diapers. I mean, like, it's crazy. I want to mention something else that I care really greatly about. And before we get into the conversation about the FDA, I have to make sure we've never mentioned this on the podcast before. And I'm sure it's something you know about, but this is just sickening to me, honestly, it, there was a law passed, um, I believe it was in the late nineties. I know John McCain was one of three senators on the bill. It is unlawful for a regular everyday person, like a whole foods employee. Uh They made it unlawful for any natural company to be allowed to claim it can actually heal you in any way. Uh That's Uh a law in this country Uh where we're supposed to have free speech, even with postpartum soothe, like it's like supports healing Uh benefits that you cannot just say things that benefit you. So if you go to whole foods with a cold and say, I have a cold, what natural remedies do you have? You'll hear, you'll see how nervous they get saying, well, I'm not allowed to tell you any of these will cure your cold. Uh, But many people like to buy this and many people choose this, Yeah, but they can totally flout it with any random pharmaceutical. And we're one of two countries in the world where pharmaceuticals can have commercials on television. So this country Mm -hmm. is not only pro pharma, but the targeted directive of the past couple of decades has been, and this is through Washington as well. It's suppress any natural company. So we just keep getting sicker and sicker. All right, let's talk about the FDA. Well, really quickly, postpartum soup was amazing, by the way. I absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, and, and what's crazy is like, so they they took away that power of like natural, more more holistic products. But then here we have products that can greenwash us or or make us think that they're safer than they are and cleaner than they are, environmentally friendly. I mean, Dawn dish soap is one of the best ones. What does it have on its on its label? A cute little baby duck. And it's like the worst for the environment. So it's funny that they, you know, they regulated that natural, more holistic kind of um, product line, but then companies can literally claim whatever they want on labels of conventional products. 
they can tell you that their fragrance is all natural, but because of the fragrance loophole, they can have literally any combination of more than 3000 ingredients and they don't have to tell you what it is. So let's describe the fragrance loophole. Let's yeah. Yeah. So basically companies don't have to disclose what's in their fragrance and whether that's synthetic ingredients or natural ingredients, there's this loophole because companies want proprietary blends, right? They don't want you to copy what they're doing. And what I tell people is it can feel overwhelming at first. Like I I feel like a doomsday kind of like Instagram profile sometimes because I'm like telling people things like, Hey, the FDA hasn't passed a major law regulating our personal care industry since 1938, 1938. We've had some small ones, right? Like looking at like, you know, Hawaii banned certain um, sunscreens and there's some States that are starting the process of banning known carcinogens which can right now be in our products. Um, Things like endocrine disrupting chemicals, which wreak havoc on our bodies and our hormones. And I can definitely talk about that more, but um, we're seeing little tiny pockets, but major federal law, it's been, we're coming up on a century here pretty soon, which is just insane to me. And, and I think people, like you said, Trisha, like they go into stores and they think, okay, it's, it's gotta be safe. It's sold here, right? It's sold in a store. It's sold at Target. It's sold at a grocery store, but the FDA doesn't actually safety test any of our personal care products, with the exception of sunscreen, they do regulate sunscreen differently because it's considered a drug. But still, I mean, let's be real. We found benzene, a known carcinogen in sunscreen for a year now. Yeah, they're totally toxic. Even the right. ones for babies are completely right. toxic. So they're not doing um, a great job. Not with the every sunscreen. sunscreen company is toxic, but all the major ones are extremely toxic. And you don't want to put anything toxic on your skin because right. it's an organ and anything on your skin ends up getting absorbed right. into your bloodstream. And what's crazy is the FDA has said like chemical sunscreens, we know they enter our body, they can stay in our bloodstream for weeks, but they haven't done anything about that yet. Right. They're testing, like they move slow as, you know, we know how how slow they move, but the problem is it's just so political because we have the lobbying power of so many big corporations. And that's what it comes down to. There are bills, there are federal bills that have been waiting for votes for years to start to ban chemicals that we know are unsafe. We have over 85,000 chemicals approved for use in our personal care and and household products in this country. Less than 200 have been tested for safety. So when you go into the store and you pick something up for your infant and you're thinking, oh, this has been tested, not unless the company does their own testing. And let me tell you, as someone who contacts companies weekly, asking them what their testing protocols are, third-party testing protocols for contaminants, for heavy metals, right? Nobody can give me answers. <laughs> it's very rare that companies are doing their own testing and the FDA isn't doing it either. So who's keeping us safe, right? And the other crazy thing with personal care products is the FDA can't mandate recalls. So, you know, like we see recalls all the time in food. There was just, what was there just one for organic strawberries, right? And like hepatitis A or something. And then a week before that, there was a recall of lettuce for salmonella. They don't have that power in the personal care industry. So years ago, when asbestos, a known carcinogen was found in Johnson and Johnson's baby powder in Claire's, um, you know, that store in the mall, Claire's, uh, like their products marketed towards little girls. Accessories. Yeah. yeah. I've got my ears pierced when I was a kid. What did they find? <laughs> they found asbestos because they were using talc. They were using talc, which is a safe ingredient, but it can be contaminated with asbestos and neither Johnson or Johnson or Claire's were doing any testing. And so here we have these products with asbestos in them and the FDA can't even pull them off the shelves. Like it is just so wild. Why can't they? They don't have the, they don't have that ability. They don't don't have have that that power. power. There's no recall power. 
and, and this is also true that products, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is also true that products can be labeled organic in the skincare industry, mm-hmm. the right. health and beauty industry. And it means yeah. absolutely nothing, right? Oh, God, so yeah. if you go to like the natural clean yeah. beauty section, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. They, there's no, like there's, they can really label whatever they want, all natural, organic, um, clean, safe, whatever they want to put on the label. And it's just meaningless. So I tell people, ignore the front label. <laughs> you got to just turn it over and look at ingredients because that's the only way you're going to know. So what is it that's in these products that's so harmful to us? What are the main things? Well, I mean, carcinogens is a pretty obvious one. I, I think most of us would like to avoid cancer causing ingredients. Um, but I think one of the even more uh, scary ones for me, especially for um, men and women who are planning for a family uh, would be endocrine disrupting chemicals. And it's, it's hard because they are in everything, but basically we know without a doubt, and we have studies to show this, right? This isn't like some hippie woo woo thing. This is, this is real science and there are studies to show it. Um, but endocrine disrupting chemicals can, they can literally increase or decrease the production of hormones in our bodies. They can mimic hormones. So they can mimic estrogen. And then our body's like, oh, we have enough estrogen. We don't have to make estrogen anymore which is so freaking crazy. They oh, can that's also, how it happens. That's yeah. how it, that's how it impacts fertility. Yep. And that's how it leads to hormone imbalances. And as someone who's, you know, working in the field of hormone health and oh, go ahead. let me just say when a chemical mimics estrogen, it doesn't work the same in your body. It's no, not no, like no. it's, it's right. not like it's doing estrogen Absolutely. job. Right. It's not it's, real, it's, but no, I, it's interfering it's like, with estrogen stuff. Right. And it's scary to me how prevalent hormone imbalances are becoming, especially estrogen dominance. Estrogen dominance is one of the most prevalent. And it's because we have this like fake estrogen in our body. It can interfere with growth and development um, of your fetus when you're pregnant. Um, We also know that it can impact development exposure um, in like childhood. And then I think the scariest thing for me, and um, unfortunately I I've seen infertility a lot in my life with friends and family members. And it just, it crushes my soul. And I can't even imagine going through that, but, um, there's a, a wonderful, uh, renowned epidemiologist named Dr. Shanna Swan. She's a great book called countdown, highly recommend it. Um, but she has a lot of published studies and what she is predicting is that we will reach global infertility by 2045 because we will have sperm counts of zero. We just, we just interviewed, um, a holistic fertility expert. She said the exact same thing. Yep. And people think it's not real. And I'm like, look at the studies it is. And if that doesn't scare you, (laughs) I don't don't care what you think. You can think the government's keeping us safe. You can think the FDA is amazing, but if that statistic doesn't make you feel something like that's really concerning to me, we've seen our sperm count drop by more than 59% since 1973. And men right now have 50% less sperm and testosterone than their grandfathers had. And it's because in large part of endocrine disrupting chemicals, specifically when we're talking about sperm health, things like phthalates and bisphenols. Yeah. Let's go into the specifics of what the endocrine disruptors are and where we most often encounter them. Hey there, all you amazing, strong, and beautiful women especially you new moms and moms-to-be. I'm Taylor, co-founder and CEO of Vitality. And I'm Taylor's sister, Chloe, co-founder and chief design officer. 
We started Vitality to encourage and empower everyone to live a vibrant life. We're all about supporting women, especially on the journey to motherhood. When I was pregnant, I really struggled to find comfy leggings that I could wear all day, every day. So we set out to make the best maternity pants out there. We took those pain points and designed pieces that were supportive and comfortable, including details like a high-rise fit, underbelly seam, raw cut hems, and to top it off, we have an embedded silicone panel that acts like a built-in suspension system for your low back, which is the first of its kind. So we designed this line in our Marshmallow Soft Cloud 2 fabric in not only a maternity pant, but a volley and biker short as well. Let me tell you, all of these pieces are a game changer. Just go to shopvitality.com. And cherry on top, you guys can use code down to birth at checkout to get 10% off your order. 10% off athleisure designed for pregnancy during pregnancy. Down to birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Everyday activities like sitting, walking, and going to the bathroom can be uncomfortable. And Postpartum Soothe is just the remedy to support your healing and relieve discomfort. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth, giving you all the benefits of a sits bath 24-7. That's because herbs like comfrey leaf, uva ursi, and witch hazel are known for their antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Postpartum Soothe can be prepared anytime during the third trimester, and it makes a beautiful baby gift. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E.com, and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH. Did you know that 97% of women take a prenatal vitamin, yet 95% of us are still deficient in key nutrients for pregnancy and postpartum? After a long time searching for the optimal prenatal nutrition product, we bring you Needed a radically better prenatal vitamin. Needed's nutritional products offer nutrients that your body can utilize with doses at optimal versus bare minimum levels and are available in capsules and an easy-to-take vanilla powder, perfect for those moms with pill fatigue or nausea. Needed is a woman-founded company offering a superior nutritional product lineup backed by research, data, and insights from nearly 4,000 women's health experts. Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support for women trying to conceive to lactation support for breastfeeding. And you know, Cynthia and I, we love their botanical sleep and relaxation support packets before bedtime. So if you are looking for a radically different prenatal, head on over to thisisneeded.com and enter down to birth for 20% off your first order. So they can really be in anything, but... um a lot of times you're going to see like, especially bisphenols. Um, I always tell people don't take receipts. Don't take receipts when you're out shopping, because <laughs> that's like one of the um, most prevalent source of bisphenol exposure that we have. And, and, and yeah, yes. and paper and receipts. Bisphenol is the same as BPA. Yes. And a lot of companies are now jumping on this, you know, oh, we're BPA free. But is it the paper or the print on it? It's the paper. The it's the thermal wet, paper. The, that's. Mm-hmm. that stuff, you feel it on your hands after you touch receipts, you can feel it. It's like, and what are, what are people using right now more than ever, which we could talk about that hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. and oh, right. hand sanitizer is actually making it so that the bisphenols can get into your bloodstream faster. Oh, hand sanitizer is such as 
I know. It's I know. Those shame, poor, those poor people who work in checkout who have I know. I think about that all the time. A thousand receipts a day and hand sanitize their I hands. And I bet you, I, know. I mean, there's no way they're sharing this information with right. them. No. But and if you I think put that much hand sanitizer on your skin, because some people are using it constantly. It just, oh, I, yeah. it just, it makes me so sad when I walk into uh, these places that like put them on the wall, just they're, they're offering it all the time. Everywhere. You might as well take the cap off of it and just drink uh-huh. it. Just start drinking it because that's how much you end up with in your yeah. body. If you wouldn't drink it and put it in your body, that then why are you putting this on your skin so much? But we've all been conditioned to fear the word mm-hmm. germ. And we've been told that this is killing germs and no one is uh-huh. saying, wait, how, <laughs> like, what, uh-huh. what are you, what, if it's killing a germ, then it's killing me in, la- in large uh-huh. enough scale. Right? And people also don't understand that your skin is your largest organ. It's an, it's an organ. Uh-huh. It's like, it's, it's, you put it on your skin it's not a whole lot different than eating it. Right. And it's just like, it's killing the good bacteria too. And we have way more good bacteria on us than bad, but that's most of our immune system, most of our immune system. So yes, we're digressing. I'm sorry about that. So let's go back. I want to bring you back to where you were because I jumped in like that, but receipts, all receipts, like we're talking Trader Joe's, like all receipts. Trader Joe's actually has, has (laughs) fiscal free receipts. I know. I know. What am I going to do? I can't go to Trader Joe's anymore. There are some stores that have gone bisphenol free, but okay. So, but that's good to know. Okay. It's a you huge were saying, source. It's, the paper. it's a huge source. Yeah. Don't say no, thank you. I don't need my receipt. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Um, another big source is um, aluminum cans. So the problem with aluminum cans is, you know, I think there are some companies that are starting to realize that people are starting to pay attention little by little baby steps. And so they're putting right on the label BPA free. You see that all the time, right? You also see it in plastic water bottles. Well, I'm here to tell you that BPA is not the only harmful bisphenol. So they might be taking out BPA, right? They're sneaky, but there's BPS. <laughs> and, and we don't know that that's safe either. So it's like, I know canned food is cheaper. I totally get it. But if we can, you know, just vary it. We don't need to maybe be eating canned food every single day. That's a huge way to just reduce our exposure to bisphenols. I mean, I'm going to have to open a lot of coconuts to get the coconut milk. I, yeah, I know, my I know, food recipes. I know, I know. It's hard, but if it's organic, but if it's organic coconut milk, does it, that does organic coconut milk necessarily mean the can itself is safe? No, not at all. I know. I'm sorry. Very bad news. This is exhausting. Right. I know. And so um, Carly, let's just make sure people understand what you mean by tin. You said tin, you said metal aluminum cans, aluminum. Okay. But it's also tin cans. So it's, it's, um, soda cans. It's, Mm -hmm. um, Sparkling soups. water cans. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, absolutely. it's beans yeah. in a can. Yeah. It's all of those. So maybe we don't try to eat that every single day. You know, are it's there any like, cans that are safe? I don't know of any that are BPA and BPS free, unfortunately. Yeah. A lot are BPA free, which is great, but it's just, it's again, it's that marketing and it makes you think like, Oh, BPA free. I've started to hear about BPA. And actually I just saw some breaking news yesterday that um, the FDA has agreed to revisit the safety of BPA. Oh, they're going to revisit it. I love it. Hallelujah. We're going to revisit it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens and how long it takes. And when. One other thing I heard somewhere along the way, you can tell me if this is true, is that tomatoes are the worst because of the the acid. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why they, you often actually see boxed tomatoes. Yes. Yep. Because it, it, it it promotes the leaching. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like marinara sauce. Are we talking Mm -hmm. about or canned Anything, tomatoes, yeah. peeled tomatoes, crushed tomatoes, all yeah. of that in a can. You want to buy yeah. the boxed version instead. They have a boxed version of 
of canned tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> they have a box started to see them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good to know. Another big, um, big one that I tell people is microwaving food in plastic. So anytime you heat up plastic, you're encouraging that leaching of things like phthalates, right? And so it can feel overwhelming and I totally get that, you know, and some people, they choose to throw all of their conventional products in a box and take it to the curb and just kind of start that way. That's not how I've done this journey because I have a lot of student loans. (laughs) Um, I have way too many degrees to say so. And now I don't even want to work in education, but anyways. um, So what I've really done is like one thing at a time, but like then when you think about how powerful it can be to just stop microwaving food in plastic, I mean, I go to the store and I see potatoes wrapped in plastic that are meant to be microwaved. And I just like, Screen. How about just getting rid of your microwave? Get rid of the microwave. Oh. Honestly, there that's you go. it. We got rid of ours <laughs> like would, 20 years ago. That would eliminate ago. a lot of it. You it, know uh, what, it, No one wants to hear that, but it does kill all the enzymes in food. It kills all uh-huh. the nutrients. And if you're going to microwave vegetables, just like, just eat a salad instead and don't do that or get it. We I just know. replace it with a toaster oven. You'd be amazed yeah. at what you can accomplish yeah. with a toaster oven. Well, and if you get rid of the microwave, then we don't even have to worry about you microwaving plastic. But I will say the other thing is like dishwashers. So when you put like those, those old Tupperware containers from the nineties in the dishwasher, or like even you got to get coffee, right. And you get it in a paper cup, but what's the paper cup lined with plastic, (laughs) right? So I tell people like, if you have boiling hot coffee, don't put it in a plastic cup, you know? And and if you get, if you get takeout, take it out as quickly as you can from those containers. There are some States, actually my state is one of them that is starting to ban um, certain ingredients from takeout containers, which is great. Um, But like, those are little things you can do that can make a big impact. They really can. And that's where I think people get overwhelmed because they're like, okay, what do I do? Where do I start? And what I encourage people is start with what you're about to run out of. Like, let's say you're about to run out of dishwasher soap. Like some people really struggle to get, get rid of that, like bath and body works lotion, this, the nostalgia, or they don't want to ditch their candles, but I doubt you care that much about your dishwasher detergent. So when you're about to run out of your dishwasher detergent, just don't buy the same one and find a cleaner one. And unfortunately it's not the easiest to do. I get that because of all these deceiving labels, but there's some really great apps out there. Environmental working group has an app that's free. Clearia has a wonderful app. That's free. Yep. There's so many options out there that you can absolutely find a cleaner option. And a lot of them are similar price points, you know? So I, I encourage people to just take kind of an inventory of your house. What are you almost running out of? And then let's find you a cleaner, safer option. I think one thing, one really easy way to diagnose if something is really bad for you is, is it's the um, potency, the potency the of its fragrance, the right? Scent, or 100%. Like, like the scent. Yeah. So if something is really strong smelling, uh-huh. and especially if it smells artificial, which it almost always is, unless you're uh-huh. really intentionally getting something yeah. clean and green, that is the worst. Just like Absolutely. get rid of it. That's another, I tell people, look at the label. If you see fragrance, I don't care if it says natural. If you see the word fragrance, put it back and find another one because you will improve your health so much because 85% of fragrance blends contain those phthalates, those endocrine disrupting chemicals, 85%. And that, and that's maybe even an underestimate, but like, I know we want things to smell good, but we have to reframe our mind. I can't walk down the cleaning aisle at my grocery store without getting a headache. And I, I, Oh yeah. When I like candle stores, I can't even walk past the candle store. Bath and body works. I mean, those those employees deserve like, like a triple lifetime health insurance policy. Let's check on their hormones. I mean, let's seriously. 
If yeah. my kids come home with a, a fragrance, like a body soap or uh-huh. a new lotion or a perfume, I don't care how much money they spent on it. I steal it and put it in the garbage. Oh my God. Instantly. And once you eliminate Christian, it, now you they don't know. have a tolerance. I know. They already I know. know. You're, you're, they you're, already know. Yeah. <laughs> but really like, and I, I'm so proud because my husband now doesn't have a tolerance. And like, if someone comes over and we can tell that they use like tied laundry and like mm. dryer sheets, dryer sheets are another one. You guys get rid of the dryer totally. sheets. It's mm-hmm. an easy one. Get some wool balls. They're cheaper because you don't mm-hmm. have to keep buying dryer sheets, but that's probably one of those toxic products in your home, mm-hmm. but um, we can smell it now. And so my husband will make a comment and he'll be like, Oh, I really could smell their laundry. And I'm like over here crying, happy tears because mm-hmm. he gets it now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people are they're like, Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to get rid of these products. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But your daily migraines, your insanely heavy periods, your cramps, you're passing blood clots every month. And that's fine. Like maybe we need to take a step back and redefine fine because I don't want to just feel fine. I want to feel amazing and optimal and not deal with headaches and fatigue and digestive problems and period problems. You know what I mean? Like Let's just redefine fine. Maybe you do have and to re you do have to reframe the brain because people uh-huh. who use those products are conditioned to associate yep. the scent with cleanliness and yeah. the scent isn't cleanliness and yeah. it takes a while. It takes adjustment when you get all scents out of your life. It's, yeah. it's, it's an adjustment, but yeah. um, your brain your... will get retrained just like your palate uh-huh. gets retrained when you stop eating chemicals. And yeah, you know, I, I mean, I love chocolate, but I will, I will, could never eat candy. Cause to me that like, to me, I've, I, I don't know, I guess in my years of eating dark chocolate. I, now, if I go back and have like an m M&M, and I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. all I taste are chemicals. Sickly. Yeah. Um, it just, because I got away from it. Um, and that's all, that's what the process looks like. It'll be an yeah. adjustment period and you will retrain your brain. Yeah. And your senses Absolutely. actually become numb to all those fragrances. So you don't even, you don't even, 100%. yeah, you don't even, it's not even like they're so strong anymore, but once you get rid of them, yeah, absolutely. Then you realize, Oh my God, how did I ever even tolerate those scents around me? And it's funny because I think a lot of people in my life have felt like I was just kind of crazy, you know, like a little woo woo, too crunchy granola, whatever. And then my friends get pregnant and then they look at their books, you know, their pregnancy books that say like, Oh, time to start, you know, looking at your personal care products. There's certain things you can't use. You should be looking at, um, I don't know if they label them endocrine disrupting chemicals, but they definitely talk about things. And then they realize, like, Oh, that you're not crazy. Like I actually do need to start to care about what I put on my body and what I use to clean my home. And I'm so glad that a lot of women start in pregnancy because that is so freaking important because we know without a doubt that the chemicals you're exposed to affect your developing fetus. And so I'm, I'm applauding these you know women for starting these journeys when they're pregnant, but that I'm, I, I want them to keep going too, you know, like ditch that fragrance while you're pregnant, but then don't bring it back because guess what? Babies are sensitive AF. Like we don't need them exposed to these chemicals. Like I, I can't even tolerate if someone comes over and wants to hold our baby and I know they're going to smell like dryer sheets. I can't do it because then the baby will smell like dryer sheets. And I know that's not good for her to be exposed to. So Carly, can you explain really quickly why it's so harmful to um, developing babies? One of the biggest reasons I would say is because we're we have studies now that link in utero exposure to endocrine disrupting chemicals, um, to fertility challenges with babies, like later on in life. And so if you're exposed, you know, especially if you're pregnant with a little boy, that's impacting his future sperm, his testosterone levels. And with baby girls, they're born with all the eggs they're ever going to make. 
and they're developing those eggs while they're inside of you. And so these endocrine disrupting chemicals, they pass through, they get into our uterus and they can impact the baby's development as well. Finding the perfect pregnancy and breastfeeding bra is no easy task. Your search is now over. Meet Davin and Adley, a mother-owned pumping, nursing, and maternity bra company with a unique, comfortable, and stylish cropped cami. This item is perfect to wear all day long from day one of your pregnancy right through the end of your breastfeeding journey and probably beyond. The Amelia cami makes pumping and breastfeeding easy while looking and feeling good on your body. It works seamlessly for both wearable pumps and flange pumps, and you can breastfeed in it. It also has a beautiful stretch lace back. You can sleep in it, dress up in it, go out in it, whatever you want to do in it. And trust us, the quality in this item and all of their items are top notch. They're soft, durable, and attractive. These bras will truly go the distance. Davin and Adley carry a gorgeous selection of maternity and nursing wear, and they have an innovative one-piece breast pad that we've never seen anywhere else. So no more losing those solo breast pads, ladies. Go ahead and check out the full collection of maternity and nursing items at davinandadley.com and use your promo code DOWNTOBIRTH to save 15%. All right, breastfeeding moms, do you want to know one of our all-time favorite items for your nursing journey? If you know us, you probably could guess it. Yep, it's the Silverette Nursing Cup. These little nipple heroes not only protect, but also heal because they're made of real silver. It is naturally antimicrobial, antifungal, and anti-inflammatory. These little cups will be your best friend in the early sensitive weeks of breastfeeding your baby. And our favorite part is they last literally forever. You can pass them on just like you would a favorite piece of jewelry. Head on over to silverettusa.com and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH to save 15%. I like to um I like to talk about the difference between the United States and mm. the way things are done in over in the European yep. Union and one compelling way to position this and it's all factual it's just very compelling when it's positioned this way is they have their governments pay for healthcare over there mm-hmm. their governments have actual incentive for their people to be healthy because mm-hmm. when a citizen gets cancer that costs the government mm-hmm. So doctors who are paid salaries in many of those countries, they get bonuses for Uh people who they see who quit smoking or make their lifestyle healthier. Uh And because they have such incentive to keep people healthier, they've banned thousands of chemicals that we haven't banned here. We haven't banned banned 11. I was just going to say that when they, at the point when they banned over a thousand we had banned 11. We're still at 11. That's a change. Yep. And DDT is one of them. And what you realize happens here is, you know, the only thing that makes a chemical get banned over here, first of all, decades of death mm-hmm. and suffering and lawsuits. And when mm-hmm. enough lawsuits occur, the FDA mm-hmm. will finally do something because enough yep. people read about the lawsuit in the newspaper, but they really don't change anything up until enough lawsuits yep. occur. And when settlements occur, it still isn't going to cause any change. Like, I just think it's important for everyone to realize that whether we like it or not, governments care greatly about their economies, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And that's probably what they care about the most. And the economies thrive when governments are paying for people's health care. They thrive with people being healthy in the U.S. Mm-hmm. What makes us thrive, unfortunately, sickness or sickness. not, that, not mm-hmm. that they want everyone sick, but they don't have incentive to change it or testing 
healthy people, test, Uh test, 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 test. Uh So all these unnecessary interventions, doctor visits, this is what makes our economy thrive. Even when you're healthy and you're always revolving around the doctor. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Canada bans more than us too. So the take the takeaway in this cynical little rant I'm going on is <laughs> that when you're living in the United States, the bottom line is your government isn't going to do this for you. You have yeah. to take greater responsibility for your health care. Period. That's all it means. Yep. I tell you have that to do all that the time. for your family because they're not going to, the, the, the baby sunscreens are going to be toxic. The baby shampoos are going to be, to- you just have to do it yourself and you can, because we also have great products here and great information as well. We, do. we have it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yep you have to keep your family safe and it's a lot. I'm, I'm sorry. And I hope that one day you don't, but right now you cannot just assume that because it's sold in stores, it's safe. And I think we're starting to see a little bit more mainstream media attention on this. Uh, benzene has been a big one, right? This last year, a known carcinogen, it was found in sunscreens hand sanitizers, dry shampoos, and then um, like aerosol, like antiperspirants and deodorants. And so now I think the wheels are starting to turn in people's heads. How many years has benzene been in all these products? Right, right. So many since the beginning. And we've, I mean, it's just crazy. Well, what now we're just finally talking right. about it. Carly, do you have any brands that you like really trust top to bottom? Like if somebody is trying to make a step in the right direction, yeah. they're not using clean products and they're ho- in their home and their body and they just want to go to a, a single source or two to, to begin any place that- to send them. It, yeah. I mean, I, I can think of a few. It's honestly hard because unfortunately there are a lot of companies that make some cleaner products and right. others that aren't, um, you know, seventh generation is a really popular one that's in stores. Um, I personally clean my home with branch basics. It's, it's the best I've ever used, um, because it's an amazing product. Um, and it cleans your whole home top to bottom. It literally replaces all of your cleaning products and it's fragrance free, which I really, really love. And it works. Um, in terms of, you know, personal care products, people want inexpensive. So some brands at Target, there's um, everyone. Alafia is really great. Um, Mineral Fusion, Well People uh, is a good one. Ilia is a good one um, for like makeup and skincare. My biggest thing now is, is I'm really trying to contact companies and say, hey, what's, what's your third-party testing protocols? Because truly, you know, we know that contaminants, heavy metals, they're found in skincare and makeup. And if a company isn't testing, we know the FDA is not testing. We really don't know how safe these products are, but that's unfortunately a lot of companies are not doing that yet. Um, and then you have companies that trick people, like a lot of people buy Mrs. Myers, right? And you think of this wholesome grandma who's you know selling these nicely scented hand soaps and cleaning products, and um, it's a totally greenwash company. Her products really? are cleaner, but yeah, and that's some good marketing, right? Because you think this cute little old woman, and mm. that's that's like a super trendy one. And I'm what like, what do they have oh. in it? One of the biggest is they don't disclose their fragrance and yeah, I've smelled them. That'll <laughs> do it. Yep. You can tell. Definitely synthetic. And again, like you just can't tolerate it once you eliminate it. So let me ask you this. There are going to be a lot of people listening who really want to make a change after this. And even if they're changing and um, swapping their products. So if we want to make a personal change and I'm like, oh my God, but what if I have all these heavy metals and all these problems because of how I've lived up until today? What's the, what's the primary, most important way to detox? I've heard lots of different things, but let's see what you say. What do you really need to do to test? I mean, I've heard lots of things like testing your hair, your blood, Um, What what are the basic ways you test for heavy metals or for anything else? And then what are some easy ways to detox that you would say? So I personally did, um, urine and blood testing when I was working with my functional medicine practitioner, um, 
I do know a lot of people will use like hair tests. She didn't in this instance. Um, and then in terms of detoxing, it was really supporting my body as much as I could, especially like gut health, um, because that's where a lot of this starts. And so cleaning up the products I was using, really focusing on optimizing my gut health and, and heavy metals are tricky because it's, it's again, it's in everything and it's not like companies are adding it, it's contaminating it, right? So in our makeup products, that's a huge source because of the colorants. And so for me, it was not wearing makeup for a while, just taking a break, right? And then when I started wanting to wear makeup again, it was using a company that I know was testing for it. Um, and then things like arsenic and rice, we know is really, really common. So I don't want people to be afraid of eating rice, but that was a big source of carbs for us years ago. And I just kind of took a break and then started introducing it slowly. And it's not something I eat every day because I know that there's high amounts of arsenic in it. People come to me all the time asking for like a baby rice cereal. And I'm like, I, I can't recommend one in, in good conscience. Um, you know, there's things like dandelion tea to kind of support your detox pathways. Um, Sleep is a huge one and exercise is another huge one. Moving your body, even if it's just walking, that really, really helps your detox pathways be able to function really well. So there's nothing necessarily to take or to do rapidly. Your body will naturally detox once you get clean. Your body has its usual. Okay. Yeah. And what I tell people is most environmental toxins, like this is the good news, you know, maybe the the one we need some of that is they're non-persistent, most of them. Right. And if you can eliminate them from your life, you can eliminate them from your body and your bloodstream. You know, they're not going to accumulate and stay there forever. Now there is the exception of forever chemicals, which we've started to hear about again, more in mainstream media. They're called, um, PFAS is how you'll see them, but oftentimes they're quoted as forever chemicals. Those stick around, unfortunately. And and those are the things we've seen start to come out with like Teflon pans. Um, I really recommend Dark Waters. That was a great film to open people's eyes about the Teflon industry. Um, So there are some exceptions, but the majority will be out of our bodies in days, weeks. So the sooner you can start, the better you're going to be. There was a study that showed that um, in, in young girls, actually, by switching to safer products, the um, the percentage of like heavy metals and environmental toxins in their urine went down by more than like eighty percent in three days. Oh wow! Right. So you're talking about you're talking about things like um, BPA and phthalates that mm-hmm. those are eliminated from your body quickly, yep. but unfortunately, yep. in, until you make these swaps, you're continually right. exposing yourself day after day after day. Right. So they're still damn doing damage. Yes. Intense. And even endocrine disrupting chemicals, we can get those out of our bloodstream real quick. That's great news. That's the good news. Yeah. There's good news. How do you get metals out? Yeah. How do you get them out? Do they ever detox out on their own? I mean, they can, I, there are some supplements that people will take. Um, I haven't found one that I think is like the Holy grail. Um, for me, I just kind of look at exposure, but here's the thing too. Our body can process a small amount of heavy metals. Our, our, our liver, our kidneys, like we have these detox abilities within our body. It's when they're inundated. So that's why I tell people start with swapping out some products because that will kind of lower the toxic burden on your body so that it can work effectively. We can process small amounts. We just can't process everything we're inundated with pesticides, you know, things like that are in our air, things that are in our food. I always tell people stop spraying your lawn for the love of God. It's just dandelions. And those pesticides are toxic to you, to the planet. Like 
there's little things we can do every single day, but your body will heal, will recover, it'll thrive if you can just stop inundating it with environmental toxins from every single area of your life. (laughs) Just give it a break. One final question. You had mentioned, and we know that we cannot look at a product from its and take it at face value. We must turn it around and look at the ingredient list. So for somebody who is brand new to all this, can you give us just like three or four things to look for in a label that would say, no way I'm putting it back on the shelf? Mm -hmm. So if I were to give you like the top three things to avoid, one would be parabens, right? We know those are uh, endocrine disrupting chemicals. We know that they're linked to things even like breast cancer. You'll typically see a word before it, like methyl um, hyphen paraben. So look for paraben, look for capital P-E-G, they're pegs. Those are a group of ethoxylated ingredients and they're typically contaminated with known or probable carcinogens. So look for that P-E-G. And again, there's going to be numbers after it. And then fragrance, truly, truly just that one, that one word on the label will make such a difference and it's in everything. And you really got to look carefully because companies are tricky. And again, they're going to put natural in front of it. And that does not mean what you think it means. It does not mean that it's safe. And what I like to tell people is we're never going to eliminate our exposure to environmental toxins. We're not because they're truly, like I said, they're in our air, they're in our water, they're in our soil, they're in our products. But we can take huge steps to reduce our exposure. And if we do that, we're going to support our immune system. We're going to support our longevity and we're going to support our health. So it doesn't have to feel all or nothing. You know, every little step will help and just get started. We got to stop waiting. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at the Down to Birth Show. You can reach us at Down to Birth Show on Instagram or email us at contact at downtobirthshow.com. All of Cynthia's classes and Trisha's breastfeeding services are held live online, serving women and couples everywhere. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, you guys. Here we are. <laughs> finally. So exciting. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so like honored to talk to you right We're now. We're so excited to talk to you and you're mm. so sweet. You're going to hang up and be like, oh, they're no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I like texted my two best friends who are now obsessed with you guys. And um, the one, like your podcast helped her so much. I, I think I messaged you about her. She had a really traumatic very conventional first birth and then opted to do a birth center birth the second time. And her baby was like over nine pounds. She's the tiniest little thing, no tearing she yeah. birthed with the midwives. Yeah. She was like, it was crazy. They were barely in the room with me. I was like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. but anyways, I was telling her and she was like, Oh my God, you get to talk to them. I was like, I know it's crazy.